You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 109. Here it's approaching the end of March of 2017. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Fortunately, bad news to start the show this week, and I don't know what to do other than to just express be the the latest in a long line of people with some loose connection to wrestling to express condolences to Jim Ross on the tragic loss of his wife, Jan, um, who died after some traumatic brain injuries that she suffered in a... Uh, in a car and scooter crash this week on our way to the gym. Condolences to, to Jim and to his family. I don't, I don't know what else to say about that, Liam. Yeah. Uh, terrible, terrible news. Um, if you are on Twitter, you've probably seen everybody from people that worked with, with JR in WCW to people that worked with him. You know, anyone that's known Jim Ross while he was married to this woman, um, you know, pretty much immediately was reaching out and just talking about what a wonderful woman she was. And and Jim Ross wrote a blog and just talked about how he how she helped him, you know, not not just, you know, help him get on the mend after his bouts with Bell's palsy, but, you know, talked about his issues with depression and how helpful she was to him in there. And, you know, it, it sucks, man. Like, it's. Losing any kind of family family member, I think, is always going to be terrible. But um, I think losing your spouse is almost another level. So yeah, uh, you know, best wishes to him. Um, okay, I think I said this on Twitter, but you know, if you're the if you're the praying kind, or maybe even if you're not, um, just say one for Jim Ross this week because uh, he definitely needs it right now. But yeah, um, best wishes to him. Uh, when I was uh, first starting uh, writing online, I asked JR to plug an article I wrote and to read it, and he did. Uh, and <laughs> so just personally, I, for selfish reasons, I've always had an affinity for JR. And obviously, he's the greatest wrestling announcer who ever lived, but n- none of that matters right now. So yeah, just reach out and, and uh, let Jim know you're thinking about him uh, this week. Now, on to the much more ridiculous and all the stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, pro wrestling. We had discussed maybe taking a week off because uh, up until, I'd say, Wednesday afternoon of this week, there wasn't a whole lot of news. And then all kinds of stuff happened on Wednesday and Thursday this week. So here we are doing a show. It began, I would say, the big story this week or the story with the most interest is probably... Uh, the pro wrestling sheet story, and I hate shouting them out every week because I mentioned last week we're not not huge fans of uh, of the guy there, but hey, um, if you get a story right, and apparently he did, um, kudos to him. So pro wrestling sheet broke a story this week that WWE had or uh, has been in talks with Sinclair Broadcasting about potentially buying Ring of Honor. And that report was initially just a, hey, conversations have taken place. And that report was flushed out a little bit more in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter this week, where Dave Meltzer mentioned that 
Um, this wasn't exactly, this is kind of a poorly kept secret in, inside the wrestling business. And first contact, WWE contacted Sinclair apparently um, in August of last year. It's kind of sending feelers out. And I don't get the impression that anything is imminent. But Dave seemed to think that WWE is interested in in buying it for the video library. I and mean, they would shut it down um, for a myriad of reasons. But uh, when you first heard the story, Liam, what were your thoughts? And now that we have a little bit more information a little bit later in the week here, uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, my, my first thoughts were... Um... No way. <laughs> like this, I thought, I just assumed this was, I mean, I didn't think it was, I mean, the fact that he was willing to go out on a limb and report this first, you know, being the first guy to break a story, you know, is, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he does his work. I'm sure he has sources and all of that. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not denigrating the guys, you know, his legwork or anything, but I just, it just didn't, it just sounded so weird to me. Um, but you know, you thought about last year when, when TNA was looking like it was on its last legs or even the beginning of this year, I guess, um, you, there were a lot of rumors about WWE looking to buy them. And again, same, the same thing came up, the tape library being probably of most value to them. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, it it makes sense, I guess, if you're if you're WWE side. Most of the people that are your current main eventers have a lot of footage in Ring of Honor. I mean, most you know, Kevin Owens, you know, nearly all of Kevin Owens' career pre WWE is in Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, a ton of AJ Styles stuff, and uh, you know, there's stuff with uh, Matt Hardy who might be coming back soon. There's there's footage of a ton of guys. Uh, of course, you know, Seth Rollins as Tyler Black was their world champion, Daniel Bryan, uh, tons of, st- you know, tons of guys, uh, uh, Joe Cesaro. Yeah. Samoa Joe Cesaro, uh, Nigel McGuinness, who is now a commentator. You can introduce some fans to some of his stuff. So a lot of guys connected to this company now. Um, even, even if it isn't in a, uh, on screen wrestling role, uh, you got so many guys. So it makes total sense for WWE. Um, if you want to get into like, is this a good thing for the industry? The obvious answer is no, because it's one less place for guys to work. But uh, kind of reminds us, we had, I think you and I had this conversation a few months ago during the UK tournament when, uh, you know, in the front row was the guy where the, the owners of rev pro or uh, I think it was rev pro one of the, one of the UK territories. And it's kind of like watching guys attend their own funeral <laughs> and clapping, like clapping like idiots. Yeah, like that, you know, WWE isn't buying this to, you know, make it a partnership or something, you know, they're, they're gonna, they'll probably, you know, raid any talent that they can or that they want and take the library and then a fair amount of people will be out of work. And uh, that would, that would obviously also probably hurt PWG because if they took a lot of the guys who work ROH also have deals with them, but if you know if their contracts are purchased by WWE, that that goes away. Uh, I don't know, you know, New Japan. Do they do they try to find a different? There aren't there aren't a lot of other options. Obviously, TNA is one, but New Japan had a deal with TNA years ago and and ended it because of how poorly TNA. Uh, yeah, a lot of reasons because TNA is TNA. 
um, you know, them doing stuff like changing New Japan titles on TNA pay-per-views without talking to them and, uh, you know, how they how they've uh, used some of their talent. So there's a lot of reasons, but if if ROH is gone, that's, you know, a chance for some of these, some, you know, some Japanese wrestlers who maybe their prospects aren't as bright in New Japan, you know, that's, that's one less place for them to get exposure in another country. Um, CMLL, really, that's their only exposure in America is when they are, when they're working with Ring of Honor. I don't know that CMLL is looking to expand into the United States, but I'm sure it's, doesn't hurt them to have a few extra eyeballs on their, on their talent. So yeah, like I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing overall for the business, but I mean, you can't, I don't fault WWE for going after it. And if, you know, it's always seemed like Sinclair never fully got on board with it. Not that they're, I mean, they're, I mean, the, the television, you know, from a production standpoint is better, but uh, it's never been, it's not like they sunk a ton of money into ring of honor. So yeah, I don't know. Um, my my initial instinct is to kind of hope that this doesn't work out, but uh, I don't know. What uh, what are you thinking? I agree with you in that I thought my first thought was, well, this is a great thing for WWE, and this is bad for the wrestling business in general. Um, I just, I I don't know. To me, there there's so much smoke to to the fire here. I would be I would be almost surprised if WWE doesn't own every uh, major North American and European promotion <laughs> um, ev- eventually. I mean, that's just how... It's, that's globalization. That's the Walmartization of everything. It's capitalism. It's <laughs> And WWE's Walmart, and they will put the mom and pops out of business. And I just thought, well, it's kind of inevitable that someday this will happen I think um, but I don't get the sense necessarily that oh you know two weeks from now we're going to be talking about you know the deal the deal is done or anything but you know I agree with you on every point um, good for WWE good to own all that footage um, good if you're a WWE network subscriber and bad for the wrestling business in general speaking of bad for the wrestling business in general uh, TNA's up to some chicanery with Enel uh, and uh, screwing with the Hardys this week. And uh, Rebby Hardy went on another uh, little Twitter rant. And uh, this thing is getting ugly <laughs> between the Hardys and Ring of Honor. Uglier than it already was. <laughs> and, uh, but birds, uh, I th- believe it was also pro wrestling sheet. Ryan Satin's getting a lot of run this week. Um, that reported that the Hardys have been offered contracts officially. Um, they cleared uh, everything uh, cleared on their medicals. The medicals are done, and they're headed in for sure. Um, I could obviously see that being delayed because of all of this legal mess that's going on. Do you have any on TNA before we uh, get on with the rest of the show here, or uh, any uh, anything to add there that I did not? I mean. I mean, they're they're adding, they're going back on all their YouTube videos of the Hardys and adding little TMs to Broken Matt and Brother Nero and the Broken Brilliance and all those other catchphrases that and deletion and stuff like that. That's 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 not how like that's not how law works. Uh, I I don't know <laughs> if they know that or not. 
because they're dumb. They're really dumb. Um, that that lawsuit with Billy Corgan uh, a few months ago really kind of exposed the inner workings. Now, of course, they have Anthem, but I don't know how hands-on Anthem is with this. Um, so it's just weird, man. Like, it's... Like, well, I mean, we talked about it last week. I mean, it's, 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 I don't blame TNA for trying to see if they can make some money on the back end, especially if the Hardys are going to WWE, which it, you know, is, you know, I'll just say 100% sure at this point that they are. Um, I don't blame them for, for going about it, but it's like all they have to do, okay, Matt Hardy is the first, was beat them to filing trademarks. So they can either challenge, those trademarks and try to, you know, counter file, um, which maybe they're doing that, but it doesn't appear that they are. It appears that they just, they're just trying to claim trademarks and they're claiming trademarks on things like senior Benjamin, who was never paid for appearing in TNA. And there's a lot of weird, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of weird murky situation. Now, of course, because these characters did originate on TNA's programming, they do t- they do have something of a leg to stand on. So really, again, it's kind of what we said last week. Um, it's just, it depends. Is Anthem willing to fund a legal team to go after the Hardys in court? Um, is that worth that to them? Or should they just let it go? Should they try to just negotiate a, like a one-time fee uh, to for, from either from the Hardys or from WWE to just buy the trademarks outright or buy buy them out of attempting to trademark it, they could try to do that. But it's just it's again, it's just as is usually the case with DNA. It's just it's not that the things they're doing are necessarily wrong or bad. It's just how they go about them. Um, and I mean, it's it's scummy. It's scummy what they try to do. They tried to hurt ROH's last pay per view and. And maybe, I don't know how many people were going to buy it on Dish Network. Probably not very many. But the fact is, they, you know, they were able to stop a company, a pay-per-view company, from carrying it. So, yeah, it's scummy as hell, and it's it's funny to see them trying to. I guess, I like I don't I don't I just don't get the point of doing the the trademark thing on their YouTube videos. Like anyone with like half a brain can go to like a web archive and just look up the page from two months ago and see that there were no trademarks there. Or you can just look up, you know, on a trade on, uh, you know, you can look up trademarks so you can just look and see that TNA does not own any of those trademarks, at least not yet. So I don't, I don't quite understand why, again, don't understand why they do the things they do or why they do them the way that they do them. But such, such is life, such is TNA. Like my general feelings on Jeff and Karen Jarrett have been pretty positive over the years. Um, you know, Jeff booked Karen. himself as world champ. <laughs> What's that? So especially Karen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Jeff booking himself as world champion forever in TNA and hiring Vince Russo a hundred times uh, aside. I don't know what Jeff's doing and Jeff doesn't come off well on any of this and just another example of kind of their so Jeff had been uh, kind of in bed with Conan who's up running the, the crash promotion in Mexico which is probably the hottest promotion in Mexico right now Obviously, it doesn't have the prestige of CMLL or the name value of AAA but they're, do- they're doing well and they're bringing in they're bringing in the Young Bucks and they brought in the Hardys and 
So Jeff was working with the crash, and it's it's the hot thing right now. So then Jeff, AAA show, <laughs> their Ray Reyes show, I think, uh, four nights ago, or earlier this week, whenever it was. Conan, Conan <laughs> left AAA under horrible, horrible circumstances, and usually those are the circumstances when Conan leaves a place. By the way, but <laughs> that's that's another subject for another time. So now Conan's and Jeff is just going around the world and he's trying to work with everybody. But Conan doesn't want to be in bed with somebody that's in bed with AAA. So now Conan's in this weird spot. It's just like they're, they, I don't know what, I don't understand any of what they're doing. And Jeff got the band back together, but the band was awful before. And it's, it's, that's the thing. Conan's, Conan's on their television right now. They just brought back a new version of LAX. Like he's, He's in TNA at least for some sort of short short term run. I don't know how long. I don't know if he he signed a contract or if it's a handshake deal type of thing or what. But yes, yeah, very strange that you would seemingly make a deal with them, bring the guy in to work your TV, and then go and then go make nice with his rival. Yeah, it's very weird. It's a very very weird time. And you see like Jeff on Twitter publicly congratulating Christopher Daniels for winning the ROH title on a pay-per-view that his company tried to prevent from airing on pay-per-view. Um, just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, death taxes and TNA being crappy to people. It's just, those are, those are our only guarantees in life and in the wrestling business. Go, go look up the time Conan sued tr- TNA. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fascinating and terrible. Um, I, I believe Bischoff's, uh, legal issues with TNA are almost over, and he's promised he's going to do a podcast about it when he's legally cleared to do so. Oh man, talk about like just ramping up anticipation. And like, I know, I know, Eric's not like. I, there'll probably be some half truths in there, but Eric also has never been afraid to bury people that he doesn't like. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for that. Uh, we also learned this week that instead of wrestling Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, AJ Styles could have been wrestling Shawn Michaels had Shawn said yes. Shawn went on Sam Roberts' podcast and let slip that WWE had offered him a match with AJ Styles at this year's WrestleMania. And Shawn said, nope, I'm retired. I wish AJ was here 10 years ago. I would have done it then. <laughs> What did you think of Shane, Shane getting his revenge on AJ this week? I'm so, I'm so I'm so mad, man. Like I'm just <laughs> You're literally blowing smoke into the <laughs> into the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> This segment should just be one long bleep. Uh... <laughs> Are you hugging kidding me? We're going <laughs> to no, getting Shane hugging McMahon. It's again, and um, if you listen, if you're a subscriber to Wrestling Observer uh, and you get all their radio shows, Brian Alvarez kind of beat me to this rant a little bit. But that's like that's the whole thing about this whole thing has been. Well, who else is there for AJ Styles to wrestle? There's nobody left because Cena's taken and Wyatt's taken and Orton's taken. So who else would he wrestle? Okay. Well, we tried to get Shawn Michaels. It's like, yeah, Shawn Michaels has been retired for seven years. Of course he's not coming back. 
He didn't come back four years ago when the obvious the obvious match to do with him was Daniel Bryan in 2014, and he didn't do that. And at that point, I, I figured out he's never coming back. He's never coming back. So to go like, oh, well, we tried. We didn't have any other choice but to, to put Shane McMahon in the ring with AJ Styles. That's such horse donk stuff. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, we have Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling in front of 200 people in Orlando, Florida. Um, we have Finn Balor not doing anything at WrestleMania. We have, uh, you know, we have, we have guys... You know, Austin Aries is in the cruiserweight division. Um, Luke Harper. Luke Harper. I guess he's going to be thrown out of the Battle Royal by Braun Strowman. Um, that's that's such stupid logic. And if there isn't anybody else for AJ to, AJ to wrestle, let's pretend that for some reason none of the guys I just mentioned are available. That's on WWE for having such a – for booking their roster so terribly that you only have, like, three top guys. That's oh my gosh! This is such so dumb. I had to watch and as uh, I don't know how he pronounced his name. I think it's Mafu or Matthew. However, the guy from Botchamania, Botchamania guy said it looked like Vern. It looked like Bruiser Brody selling for Vern Gagne, like old Vern Gagne when he was like in his sixties, but with something like Fritz von Eric putting the claw on Michael <laughs> Hayes in WCCW in you know eighty five when Fritz was seventy years old. Like, that's what it looked like. It looks like an old man. His punches, they didn't get any better since last year. They didn't get any better since Survivor Series. And, uh, yeah, that guy, that guy sucks. And he's always sucked. Well, well, he already, he already got his revenge, too. He beat up AJ this week. So I don't need to see him right. wrestle now. Right. He, he beat him up in a fair fight and put him through a table. I guess he, because the true revenge is pinning someone's shoulders to the mat for a count of three. The true revenge is grappling. When when you're such a dangerous shoot fighter as Shane McMahon is known to be, the true revenge is in grappling your opponents. I, oh man, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. And nobody else is as mad about this as they should be. I'm not even as mad about it as I should be. There's <laughs> this, this, this idea that, well, we just had no choice. There was no other hope. What, did you want him in the Battle Royal? There was no other high-profile match available for AJ Styles. Yes, there was. There's Finn Balor doing nothing. There's Nakamura doing nothing. Joe currently doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. I am so angry, and everyone else should be too. I'm so I can't even speak. I'm so angry. He's he doesn't deserve this. He does not deserve to be on this show. Everyone complains about Stephanie McMahon on Monday night when she completely yeah. no sold Sami Zayn, and yeah, that everyone. sucked. And Mick Foley and everyone else she ever is in a segment with and Bailey and Sasha and all of those people. And yeah, that sucks really bad. But you know what? I hate Shane McMahon way more than I hate Stephanie McMahon when it comes to television characters. And I'm sure he's a nice guy and it's nice that he has kids and he wants to wrestle for his kids. Again, I don't care if Shane McMahon's on the show. Have him wrestle Kurt Hawkins or somebody. He can do his little dance. He can do his stupid punches. He can dive off something. It doesn't have to be with AJ Styles and it doesn't have to be the top match on SmackDown. But it is because his last name is McMahon. And that's bullcrap. 
Um, a pretty good promo by you there. And uh, the only other note I have this week, the only other thing that really got me fired up this week was John Cena's promo on The Miz on Talking Smack. You could argue that it was a heel promo, <laughs> but, uh, and you could, if you wanted to argue that it's venturing too much into the wink, wink, this is fake territory, I get that, that line of reasoning, but I love John Cena on Talking Smack this week. And uh, to me, that was the best show in WWE this week. Uh, any thoughts on John Cena or anything else that uh, you want to get into uh, this week, Liam? Uh, yeah, Talking Smack is the best show in WWE most weeks, I think. And uh, yeah, he I thought it was different because we've seen over the last year and for the last 12 years, John Cena, usually when it's his big money promo time, he's he's loud and he's boisterous and... And he's, you know, he's really going crazy, and uh, which is good. That's how, you know, great babyface professional wrestling promos should be loud and boisterous, generally. Uh, but this was very different. He looked right into the camera, despite the fact that they kept trying to cut to the other camera to prevent him from looking into the camera. Um, but he just kept looking. He was, <laughs> he was determined to look into whatever camera was, uh, was on. Uh, and he just spoke very slowly. And... Uh, and uh, deliberately about how, you know, they can have their fun. I'm glad he had his fun now because at WrestleMania, I'm going to kill this dude and my girl's going to kill his girl. Like that's, it was great. Uh, you know, it's uh, the Miz, Miz Marie stuff. I didn't see, I didn't see SmackDown or at least not the whole show this week. Uh, my favorite part of the Miz and uh, Maurice total bell schedule uh, sketches for some reason, I just laughed really hard when Maurice was also playing Brie Bella. I don't know why. I just thought, I guess I know they're <laughs> twins, technically, but I don't really think of them as twins. Um, so yeah. the idea that they that she was playing both of them was very funny to me. I don't really know why. But uh, again, if you want to if you want to talk, is this a WrestleMania caliber feud? Yeah, probably not. Um, but we kind of I mean, like every like the Internet figured it out as soon as <laughs> as soon as this rumor that this match was happening was coming that. You know, and now that the feud has almost entirely been built around John Cena's refusal to marry Nikki, that yeah, we're probably getting a proposal at WrestleMania. Okay, whatever. Like it's it's dumb. It's a waste. It, you can argue that it's a waste of John Cena, but like whatever. It's just what they're gonna do. And compared to the AJ Shane stuff, I I don't have any energy left. All of my hatred is directed at Shane McMahon right now, so I, I can't get angry about any of this. And at least the, in the meantime, it's a pretty entertaining feud. Uh, if you want to say that it's too far into the shoot style promo stuff, I don't even necessarily disagree. But you know, it's it's all fine. I don't know. I'm I, I'm uh, I overshot my target. I'm out of I'm out of anger. So it's all right. fine. It's fine. All right, rest up because next week we are going to lose our damned minds. <laughs> we will we will do a NXT takeover uh, preview show. We will do an NXT TakeOver post-show. We will do a WrestleMania preview show. We may attempt a WrestleMania post-show immediately following WrestleMania. If not, eh, it'll be a supersized episode um, the following week. But you're getting at least three podcasts next week from us. So, Liam, rest up. Save that anger. Save that vitriol. And, uh, and uh, good times. You got anything else? No, I'm I'm tired, man. It's it's time to go. 
<laughs> it is. Until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm the outlandish Liam. And we'll be back next week with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. Hey everybody, it's Ethan. Wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Contenders Clothing. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. At Contenders, they feature a collection of amazingly designed men's boxer briefs inspired by our athletic heroes and champions. Their boxer briefs use ride control technology, which prevents the underwear from riding up on the leg. Their design and creative partners are John and Mike Anderson, who are the founders of Tank Farm Men's Apparel Line and retail stores in Seal Beach and Huntington Beach, California. At Contenders, they also have an initiative called Everyday Contenders, where they give back to those who are fighting for something. The most recent cause was a second chance, and they're in the process of delivering underwear, hats, and t-shirts to Blessed Mary O Friends, which is a sober recovery assistance program. At Contenders, they really love to give back as well as provide great underwear, hats, and t-shirts. So check them out. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the elite podcast network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. going on that'll make for good <laughs> good good funnies uh trying to think not uh not really um <laughs> all right had a, had a pretty boring week so okay well I, I guess that's good yeah there will be no haha this week <laughs> i uh okay here's something so uh, nintendo just released their new console the Switch? Yes. And I didn't buy it, I but I have friends who did. And I played it for the first time. They have, like, one party game. Um, it was like It's, like, it's full price. It's, like, $50. And it's just, like, dumb stuff with these tiny controllers that you can do. 
and like it doesn't like it, it doesn't even come with hang on it's actually like it's on a movie trailer or something <laughs> um i'm gonna go ahead and close my laptop um and i was just thinking it's like it doesn't have any like it doesn't have a web browser it doesn't have like apps you can't do like netflix on it or you know and like most games don't come to that system so i'm i'm fascinated i mean they have their ips like they have mario and like legend of zelda and donkey kong and like that's it like that's those three games they're like they're people the people that like Nintendo are so loyal that they will buy a system just to play one game. They will pay $350 for one new video game. It's fascinating to me. Like I have a PS4, but I can also like watch Netflix or the network on it or, you know, play more than three games. So. Yeah. It's not not 2002. (laughs) Right. Um, you would think, you would think, uh, company wouldn't be going backwards like that and like theoretically they'll add it in i mean it's that's stuff like that they could add in later like netflix and stuff that's like you want to you want to be the guys that are like adding stuff that has been standard on on consoles since 2006 like i don't know it's, it's bizarre so that's that's my observation for the week i'm i'm fascinated by people who are uh who are willing to keep these companies afloat. I see. There's well, definitely no parallels for that in, in, in professional wrestling. So. <laughs> All right. Home get life without a chaperone is what you thought it'd be. I hope your brother's I try to keep on keeping on.